Hello and welcome to season three of Shamrock Foods Kitchen Conversations, where we talk to Shamrock partners and industry experts just like you about how they approach the hospitality business, stay on top of trends, and manage a successful business. I'm your host, Jeff Piven with Shamrock Foods. It's an interesting time in the restaurant industry, as usual. This is on this podcast, you've heard us talk about the importance of building a strong foundation, being flexible in your operations, and being strategic in your approach to your bottom line. Today's guests truly exemplify what it means to do all those things well. In less than three years, the original Urban 360 Pizza in Albuquerque, New Mexico, grew to surpass $1 million in top line and is now franchising in multiple territories. Please welcome Will McKenzie, who's with me here, Customer Relations Manager of Urban 360. Will, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you so much for having me, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thanks for taking the time. Well, tell us about Urban 360. Uh, there is pizza in the name. There's a lot of things to a name. Tell me what that means. Uh, for us, Urban 360, uh, pizza is the backbone of the place. Let's not kid about anything. That's where it all starts. Uh, our owner is originally from New York, so we have a New York style pizza that we're going with. Um, and that's the backbone of it. So pizza, yes, but the in the title is 360, and we incorporate that as the whole globe. Like we want to pull from different cultures and different places for our menu. And the neat thing about that is it all goes with pizza. Um, so doing that is really our first step in making that restaurant happen. Right, well, I'd argue just about anything goes with pizza. Yeah. Your, your menu is eclectic, but it's also really tight which I appreciate, you know, we've been preaching for three years now, do less better. And it seems like you've got this menu just whittled down to perfection. I, I love where you're going with that. Um, <clears throat> tell me about, you know, through the pandemic, you guys grew incredibly when a lot of other places really struggled. Can you tell me how you guys managed to do that? Uh, the pandemic, that was a big change because our first two years as a pizza place in a bar, we actually did not deliver pizza. Like every now and then if someone's all like, you want five or six pizzas, of course, the owner's going to put it in the back of the truck and take it to them. But normally, okay, you're across the hotel. Okay, we'll bring you a pizza. But we didn't even have like a delivery service. And then COVID comes. Um, at the time, pre-COVID, we had things like, well, I had the dumbest idea ever to try and do waffles and syrup and that was originally a menu item that does not deliver well. Uh, the other one we were doing that was really popular was hot pot. Yet again, something that does not deliver well. So that was taking the time to review, look what we had on the menu, what SKUs we were using, what items were making it, and what can change on the menu to make it better for being delivered. Well, I love that we're talking about now the COVID catalyst. And it even though it was a terrible, terrible time, right? There are so many good things that came from COVID to so the silver lining, as you will. And a lot of that is systems, processes, and technology. Um, you weren't doing delivery before. Now you are. What kind of, what has that done to your business? Uh, it has become a big part of our business where a normal night that might be dead because of weather, because we can't use the patio is all of a sudden busy because it gave it that much more delivery. Um, and it is great to not even have to boom, boom, boom. There was went 10 orders that you never had before. And we've been using all of the major ones for us with the ups and downs. I'm sure everyone's had with the different delivery services, um, but all in all, major profit, major profit. Man, that's killer. And you know what? That's super funny that you said when it's raining that you get more takeout business. 
And I remember I was talking to uh, some owner, I can't remember who it was, but he said that he had his um, marketing team connected to APIs for weather. And so if it ever rained more than like a 10th of an inch, it would blast out emails of like 50% off takeout or, or buy one, get one free, like blast out a deal that was tied directly to a weather API. There's so much cool stuff you could do with restaurant tech. I'm just, I, I'm, forgive me for nerding out, but I, I'm kind of known for nerding out. That's a new one that I haven't heard of. And that's really cool. We might have to think about, oh, boom, hit that ad on that. But for us, yeah, delivery was 30% growth for our business since we turned it on that first year, the third year when COVID hit. I, I love that. Well, from our pre-call, you told me about your background in IT, which means you also love tech like I do. And I know that tech and restaurant businesses need to be symbiotic and they really can benefit from each other. And we've seen restaurant-specific tech come to the forefront, like we were saying with the COVID catalyst. Um, tell me about how you used technology in your business, other than obviously the online ordering. What other technology do you guys use? Well, the first thing that I think is important is advertising, which you just talked about with somebody using through the rain. Yes, make sure you're using it, but be very careful with your dollars on that. We actually experimented with a new kind of tech at our restaurant for delivery, where it was the more of the machine that had the different uh, tubes that you put it into. So you'd have like a mac and cheese machine. But it was very interesting. Someone gets up in the morning, they fill those different tubes, and then they put it in the machine. And then the order comes in, boom, 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 boom. And then they have the package right there. I don't know. That is one of those big changes in there. So it was something we tried. It was successful for us, but it didn't go very far with that one. Well, that's it's kudos for trying. And, you know, when, when you think of automating the restaurant, it doesn't just mean like robots, like cooking fried orders. Like you could just automate order taking. You could just automate, you know, prep lists. It could be tools. It could be tech. It could be robotics, but maybe not odd term. And I'm glad you guys are tinkering with it and trying to find new stuff. Our biggest one was getting used from having a standard POS system that everybody was used for from their old background to all of a sudden having three different tablets for different delivery services that you had to know how to turn this one and off, on, off and off and how those systems didn't work. So that was a learning curve because on some of them, they just gave it to you and you're all, oh, okay, I need to learn how to use this now. Yeah, no doubt. And, and they all have their own little nuances like... Mm -hmm. You know, you, but you learn quickly. Like if you make the food and that kid it's ready, then it calls and it takes forever. So like I know my past in my restaurants, we would, as soon as the order came in, hit that it was ready because I knew that we could make it so quickly. The learning curve, it'll work itself out. It's, it's an amazing piece of tech and hopefully they're not gouging you guys too hard on the commissions. I know that that's gotten better. Yeah. You were talking before about costing. And costing is very important to you guys. Can you tell me why you think it's important and how you do it? It's so hard to know if something's popular and what it's doing for you. Sometimes you have a pizza that was really popular and you don't know that you're not making money on it because everybody's telling you it's so good. Um, that was the big thing for us in adjusting our menu where, oh my gosh, when we moved up in size on a pizza it went up in cost and we didn't realize it were the large to the extra large, maybe that two inches. And it was getting in there and getting in the Shamrock's menu wizard 
and figuring out, oh my gosh, wow, this is how much it cost me. And on the small pizza, no problems. I'm pretty good. I'm at about 28%. And as you move up, you go slide down to 25 to 20 to those goods. We shoot for 30% on everything. And that's the beauty of having that menu wizard that we can search and find right. what's losing for us. And it's updated all the time. That's what I love about the menu wizard too. <laughs> for those listening out there, um, if you need help with menu wizard, you can get onto our resources page through shamrockfoodservice.com and reach out to any consultants in your market and have somebody walk you through it. Every single one of our account representatives also goes through class on how to use Menu Wizard, so you can tap those folks for hints and tips. Um, do you use Menu Wizard for inventory as well? Yes, correct. Yes, yes. Awesome. How's that been for you? Most of the time, that works out for us. Yeah, I would. You know, I would argue that the hardest part of taking inventory is standing there counting it. So you know, it is just as intuitive to use it uh, for inventory, and you would be shocked. Honestly, Will and my listeners out there at how many restaurants seemingly wildly successful are not doing inventory and just that act of counting will help you in so many ways by reducing, you know, oh, we've got two diet Mountain Dew bag in a boxes sitting here, you know, so it will reduce the amount of carrying cost. It'll help you order better. It keeps it neater, but then you get real data so you can actually get a true cost of goods sold number, which I think is uh, sort of a spotted owl in the independent restaurant space. Oh, definitely. And that's, as we go into other things, that's where we realize we have such a good restaurant that we can actually franchise this thing by doing those things of keeping the tight inventory of doing things like the product mix and figuring out which products are all, wow, this is a complete star for me, or this is really good that it sells, but I'm not making anything. And I, I, that's been a great partnership for us. Right. Well, that's awesome. I mean, when you, when you sell a franchise, what you're selling is the system. And so you guys between Menu Wizard and, and the tech and all of these things are systems that you can sell. It's not just like, oh, I have a great recipe for pasta sauce. Right. And so I'm a franchise restaurant. It's like, I have a great system for making money so that people are buying a system and a, and a restaurant and a money producing entity and not just buying a job. Right. So when you guys franchise, how did you start to even like develop this franchise model? How did you, what are the steps? Uh, for us? Uh, well, just like it starts with having a successful restaurant, you know, that's the most important thing. Um, for sure. But repeatability, making sure consistency is there at your own restaurant so that it's not, one month the pizza tastes like this with this much cheese next month it tastes like this with that much cheese and, and of course that's all the items on the menu but to be watching that your inventory your costs okay so we have this model this is really cool how do we now do it and that goes back to uh, a menu wizard makes it so much easier because i don't have to sit there and just being a tech person like yourself sit there and excel and try and go okay we bought this for this price we bought that for this price we bought this for this price numbers column products and multiplications back and forth that just wouldn't work uh, while this is really cool because you do that and you can even as you talk you can talk to your account rep and they can set it up on a little a little spreadsheet where you see where your each products fall on that spreadsheet of what's hey this is what you want to be selling and what you don't want to be selling um so after that it was sitting down and okay we have something we really like our restaurant it's the fourth one by the 
the original owner of the original three were Chinese restaurants. So then it went to pizza, which allows you all the variabilities. Um, the next is who, how do we do this? We have a restaurant. The next is the most important thing for a franchise and it's the franchise disclosure agreement. And that's when you partner with your lawyers and you give yourself the blueprint for making a restaurant. And so they can go forward and that's teaming up with a lawyer and having them look at your book, get yourself an operations manual and all those daily numbers. Right. The, the uh, FDA, which is the Franchise Disclosure Agreement, or FDD, which is Franchise Disclosure Document. document. Yeah. Crucial. And here's a cool hack for everybody out there. In California, it is actually law that an FDD for any franchising outfit has to be public knowledge. So you can actually go Google like any big brand that franchises and read all their franchise disclosure agreements. It's actually really cool if you want to make one on your own or you want to see what's involved. Um, they get down into the nuts and bolts of all of those businesses. And as nerdy as I am, I want to get in there and I want to do all that stuff. You know, and then so so you brought up a good point: operations manual. And now that's a pretty broad statement. What does what does operations manual mean to you? The first thing is be realistic with your operations manual. Uh, when we created our operation manual, we went with what our lawyer told us to do uh, so that matches the FDD. Um, and the most important things, uh, the, the, our section straight from ours is the recipe cards. Um, it has to be a very, very detailed so that somebody knew, like you could sell a franchise across the country and the owner has now a new employee three months down the line that's never seen anything and they need to be able to read that card and understand how to make that menu. So it does take a different skill set from being like in a single restaurant where you're sitting next to that person. You're all, Hey, just watch me do this to, okay, take the time, break this down. These are the little touches right. to make that work. Um, inventory sheets. We talked about before we are big. Yeah, that's inventory sheets have to match everything. That's so you're not out of product. And especially with us, if you're out of one stew, you might be out of three different menu items and you're like, Oh no. And really in a tough situation. So especially during like the pandemic, it was so hard to find the different ingredients and whatnot. And you had to find your cross sheets and whatnot. Where else could you go to get this item in a pinch? Um, other than that, there's your normal kitchen procedure seems pretty obvious to talk about the operation manual, um, but dividing into shifts, just your normal opening and opening, opening and closing. But for us, dough is super important. So the kitchen procedure for dough is highly detailed. Well, other people would be maybe more specific in another area of some sort. Right. And I don't blame you for being specific on dough, because especially if you're going to start to open in a different market. You know, there's different hydration, there's there's different water types, there's there's different humidity. So, you know, really nailing down the dough recipe. I can tell you out there that my dough recipe at my last restaurant was all in metric, which at first we were like, ah, that's kind of silly. But, you know, when you're talking about yeast and very sensitive products, you want to be right on the button with the metric system. So just for those of you out there, a little hack, everything should be done by weight. 
Yes, 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 big time. Well, and for us, we're a mile high, you know, up in Albuquerque. So if we're going to do pizza somewhere else, it's going to be a little bit different of a recipe than the original one. So yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, the other part of our manual too is we are, you know, operations manual, front end duties, and customer service. Um, ours really talks about part of the front end duties and the right attitude, the right personality to be serving and how you should approach each customer sort of stuff. Um, I felt that was important to put in there. Um, other than that, you know, your normal, depending on your situation, how you clean and close it. Um, but, and also the other thing that was really a big part of it that kept on building on us was just the bar supplies compared to like coming from the smaller restaurants to getting to the bars, all the different, just little items that need to be there for your operations manual. Okay, well, so all this talk about franchising and we're, you know, creating our FDD and we're creating our ops manual and all of these different things. There's also that wild card of the franchisee. What are some of the things or behaviors or whatever that you look for in franchisees that, you know, help you know that they're going to be successful? That is the special, special question um, because it's a partnership. It's not, you just don't take money from them and all of a sudden we all become really rich. There's no magic to that. Um, so for us, it has to be someone that aligns with our vision and mission statement. Um, that's the, just the mindset we want. We believe in hardworking to achieve your goals. Um, the other part of that is that first year, first two years in the restaurant business, knowing the industry and the commitment that it will take from someone to get through that. Um, that's a lot. Uh, so our, our mission statement is create a restaurant franchise for an investor to make a life change. And for a lot of people, that's who we look for. Someone who is looking to make that life change. Maybe they've been doing something for 20 years and they're all, well, I want to be my own boss. I want to own my own restaurant. I want to do my own thing. But there is that massive commitment before it, before you're too, oh, I get to take two days off or I get to take three days off or I can go on vacation. It's knowing that they want to be part of that restaurant life, that restaurant world of getting through that. Um, and the other thing is, you know, they have to follow the FDD, you know, when they read through that, does that make sense to them? That's like one of the mechanical parts of it. Right. Um, but do they have enough, you know, it's not just one person. Do they have a team that's going to be able to do this? Cause it's not, you can be the greatest one person manager, but if you don't have the company, no, you need one, two, three, at least we see of a full time, you know, morning, day, night kind of shift thing. Um, that's where it is. And hopefully they, you know, then align with the the mission statement of provide the investor with a trendy high profit menu and replicate our excellent standard operation procedure, you know, repeat, go and go. So that's, I mean, that's what we're looking for in 2023 out of the, uh, the main restaurant is do the same thing. So then it's repeatable and everyone sees how to do this. And then that'll also help everyone in the franchise go that way forward. Right. Right. And you're setting the example. And I, I think that, you know, the the single restaurant operator when they get a really solid you know one unit thing going they immediately go i'm gonna go franchise and i'm gonna make a pile of money like you were talking about earlier and then but on the flip side there's also you know some guys that just go i don't want to do all the work of creating the restaurant i'll just franchise one and then i'll make a pile of money and neither of those are true and you know um there's an old saying in this business you know, how do you make a small fortune in the restaurant business? And that's easy. You start with a large fortune. 
So there are fortunes to be won and lost. And if you follow the ops manual and you have the same beliefs, core beliefs, and you have the same moral values, you guys will be aligned. It'll be a partnership. And then hopefully you'll make a small fortune. That, that's definitely the right answer. <laughs> no, I liked, I liked it first. Uh, when I first asked you the question, you were like, oh man, let me pull out my crystal ball because <laughs> franchising is, is, is just as hard. Franchise being a franchisee is super hard. I know from my background, when, you know, we went to start a restaurant group here in Phoenix, they just handed us a book and they're like, if you just follow this, you'll be fine. And there really has to be passion from the franchisor to nurture and grow and set the example and do all the right things, all the right ways. And you guys are in it and setting a great example. And, you know, it's, it's awesome to interview you guys. Thanks for being on. Appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having us big time. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. So, so tell me in 2023, what are some of the goals that you have? I know it's that time of year where everybody's got a, you know, their new year's resolution, but tell me about what, what you guys are up to in 2023. Could be anything, could be new menu items, could be pot sticker pizza, could be ramen burritos, could be any of these things. Just tell me something. Tell me what's, tell me what's happening in the test kitchen over there. What you know, our biggest we we are in that stump because we just missed so bad on our last test that I need to think hard because that sweet potato dessert just didn't happen for us. Oh man, so the pressure is on. Well, it um, sounds like me. What? No, what did you? Oh, uh, a salmon pizza. That was the best one that Wei came up with this year. She did come up with a salmon pizza to shift our pizza menu right at the, at the crunch time when a couple of the, when the, yes, when the, the, when we had to take off the steak dish, we came up with the uh, salmon dish. Other than that, 2023 for us is really going to be trying to get franchises. Uh, the first year, the first thing we did last year was getting through the, law the lawyering process of getting the, FDD done and then making sure that operation manual is done and then learning the ropes of changing uh, our website around where we were with one company posting a website which was perfect for single restaurant but as you grow you need to be ready to take on more restaurants very quickly um that working the leads being that outside hey who's there luckily when you're selling franchises like ours um, all of them are pseudo warm, the leads. So it's not a complete cold call, which I have done the complete cold call before. And that's absolutely horrible. Yeah, I'm not right. saying all your, <laughs> all your cold calls aren't perfect, even on these lukewarm ones or whatever. But it's a lot nicer to do when you're standing behind something. You know, you get to talk to people about beer and pizza. It's a great thing to talk about and where they can go from it. And that meet and greet is always neat to meet the interesting people. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, you, you guys love what you do. Will, you love what you do. And it is so easy to sell something that you love. So, oh, definitely. you know, I think you guys are going to have great success. Um, selling is, is easy when people also want to buy. And I would, I would sit, venture to say there's a lot of people that want to buy into this idea. So thank you again for joining Shamrock Foods Kitchen Conversations. And a special thank you to Will for being on our show today. Will, thanks so much, brother. I appreciate all the candor and, and the deep dive on some of the stuff. Oh, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate appreciation all the listeners as well. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. It's our pleasure. And we'll be out in Albuquerque soon. So we'll have to pay a visit. 
Hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you think anybody could benefit from some of these uh, topics that we covered today, please share this with a friend. Go check out Urban 360 and have a salmon pizza, maybe buy a franchise later there. Thank you guys so much for listening. Take care.